You are listening to a pleasure podcast. For more from our sex podcast collective, visit pleasurepodcasts.com. Hello, it's me, Jordan. We're doing something a little different. This is not a regular episode. This is a preview of a podcast. That's a part of the Pleasure Podcast Network, which I am a part of. It's called American Sex, and it's hosted by clinical sexologist, kink educator, and Showtime TV host, Sunny Megatron. This award-winning show is dedicated to changing America's dysfunctional relationship with sex. You can find American Sex Podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts or at americansexpodcast.com. And now, here is a clip from episode 170 of American Sex Taboo BDSM Play with guest, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, Molena Williams hyphen Haas. <laughs> the thing is, bro, it's like feminism. The whole point of feminism is that. Female identified people are able to have autonomy and choice in their lives and be treated societally as equals. Where does that say, here's how you have to behave and here's what you have to do with that freedom? Yeah. And this is the thing I said to my mom when I came out to my mom who had some very rough questions as a, as a black mom about her kid doing freaky white people shit, right? It's like, what are you doing? You know, what about the imagery and the slavery and like our ancestors? And I said, yes, here's the thing. Back in the day, my being submissive to someone, our ancestors being submissive to someone was a consequence of who we were born as and we had no choice in the matter. I now can do a great deal more. I don't have total freedom. I sure as fuck don't, but I have a great, I've exponentially more than did a chattel slave, you know, 150 years ago, right? Uh huh. With that freedom, with the freedom as a free human being, I should be able to choose what I want to do. And this is the same thing with feminism. In my opinion, the most feminist thing you can do is to live your life in a way that pisses off the establishment. And I think I'm doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, I don't know what's more feminist than that. Like saying, oh, this is the status quo. I'm supposed to be X, Y, and Z. Here's the fucking thing. If anyone knows any black women intimately, you know the pressure that we are under to be strong, f- you know, fierce pillars of the community, rock solid foundations for the family, the amen corner in the church, all of these, you know, Oprah Winfrey, like all of these fucking stereotypes that we are supposed to step up to. And a lot of this is coming from within our own communities. So if I am to say, you know what? All of that is awesome. What I really want actually is to be protected and held and loved by someone. I want to have space for that vulnerability. Uh And here is where I have found it in this consensual relationship. And to me, that is what feminism and freedom is about. It's about choice. It's not about you then saying you chose poorly. It's not your fucking business. That is certainly not your goddamn business. Now, if I come into your house with that shit, then it is your business. If I'm over here doing it, it sure isn't. And if I'm sharing my story with people so that some other young African-American woman doesn't lay there in bed jerking off and then crying because she feels like shit, then my work is done. That's all it is, because we all have dark and janky fantasies, every single person. It might not be about sex. It might be about, you know, 
becoming a mass murderer. It might be about, you know, overturning the government. I don't care what it is, but you've had them. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what we're doing is saying we're going to take that darkness and pull it out and play with it for a little bit. That's all. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, like, do you think that there is a point for some people, because I think this is a legitimate concern mm-hmm. that if it's something really taboo, like you're like mass murder. Like I know people who, who their kink is like, they have a Dexter room, like, you know, the Dexter <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and they, they line it with plastic and you know, they, maybe they do real blood play or maybe it's fake blood play, mm-hmm. but even if it's real, it's, you know, safe and negotiated and all of that stuff. Right. It's not haphazard and oh my God, you might really die. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> whoops. But when, when people hear about really extreme kinks like that, they think, oh, but you know what? You're inching closer to the real thing. Like, w- at what point are you going to cross the line and really do incest or really Dexter kill somebody or really, you know, whatever it is? Um <sighs> How do you feel, you know, because some people actually fear that within themselves. Sure. Like, and that's what keeps them from wanting to explore these fantasies because yeah. they're like, does this mean I'm actually a real murderer? And will I get a TV show on cable? <laughs> <laughs> I'm <laughs> just like waiting. I'm like, other- oh, go on, e- <laughs> go kill somebody so I can be on Evil Lives Here and get interviewed. <laughs> right, right. Um, or or they look at other people and say, you are, are a half a step away from being a complete monster. So talk to me about that. Well, we just have had a case not just not not too long ago there was a uh the cannibal cop case um oh, yeah which did you hear about this yeah um there was actually i just watched a documentary about it hilarious because uh dude is 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 out of jail now he's he's on parole and uh-huh. um and uh in this documentary they talked to him and they talked to his mom and they you know it, one of the establishing shots is the outside of the police station where he worked and it's literally my precinct. <gasps> it's my, wow. it's my fucking precinct. I was like, oh my God. I didn't pay attention. They were like, they gave the name of the number of the precinct, but I don't know what number my fucking precinct is. But when they showed the establishing shot, I was like, oh my God, Cannibal Cop was like in our neighborhood. Oh my goodness. And, and sum up, give us like the nutshell elevator pitch of what Cannibal Cop did. Cannibal Cop was familiar. a, was a gentleman who was a police officer in New York. And mm-hmm. he was, uh, uh, indicted on two charges, well, several charges. The main two were, uh, stalking. Mm-hmm. And the other was using police computers for uh, not police computer purposes, right? Because he right. was, uh, looking up, uh, potential, quote unquote, potential victims using the police computers. For this, there's no question. Go to jail. Right. Go directly to jail. Do not pass go. The rest becomes thought crime because he's on, he's on these cannibal websites. And let me tell you, when the story broke and I'm looking at the sites that they're talking about, I'm like, oh my God, one of the sites was, was an old site that a friend of mine had up years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was basically her as dinner in several different configurations, like tied up on a platter with an apple in her mouth and a carrot sticking out of her ass, covered in oil, you know, um, mm-hmm. quote unquote, being spit roasted, literally not with dicks, you know, like over a campfire, you know, being slowly rotated sort of thing. And there were all these chat rooms that he was going to to talk about, you know, abducting and killing and eating women. 
This uh-huh. is different than the German cannibal case because that one was consensual. There was a gentleman who was looking for someone oh, yeah. who wanted to take his own life so that he could eat his flesh. And uh-huh. sidebar, Germany kind of like when he was arrested, they were like, oh, we don't actually have any laws against that. <laughs> They were like, um, we got to convict him with something. And they, they, they send him away for something. But the, the fact is that the, the man clearly took his own life, right? And uh, this other guy uh, had his permission to eat him. So it was like, you know, that was a bit more of a gray area. Um, the way I first found out about the cannibal cop case was I received an email from the New York Times asking for my opinion on whether or not fantasy role play is something that... Um, people could be convicted for a crime over. And I was like, how, how could that happen? And then they sent me the rest of the case information. I was like, oh my God. So hilariously. And here's the thing. I think the times was really very savvy because they had several different opinions here. They had a lawyer, they had, you know, psychiatrist, and then they had like the pervert come in and be like, you know, cause, cause it stepped into our realm. Those were our websites. He was on, he was on Bcom. He was on alt.com. He was, he was there doing all of this shit. And the outcome of the case was that he was, uh, found guilty, uh, on, on, on both the thought crime and the other. And I was like, ooh, uh, mm. um, uh, now here's yeah. the thing. I'm not sad that a cop had to go to because jail. Because he was still an asshole for other reasons. Because he was like, certainly like yeah. a monster for, for other mm-hmm. reasons. So I'm like, well, karma caught up with you. And you were su- super creepy in gathering up all these women's fucking informations and details because it could look like that. The thing is, you can't ever know. Whether or not someone's going to snap and cross the line. But do you want to live worrying about what might happen? Or do you want to live and see what happens? I'm, I'm personally on the ladder. Uh, I just want to live and see what happens because the, the, the time I spend worrying about whether or not, um, the, the, the fact that I'm watching some brutal porn of someone getting fucked to death by tentacles means that I'm going to actually like when I meet some tentacles, permit them to fuck me to death is very low. Yeah. It's a low likelihood. Now is the person stalking using police computers, stalking women, um, who is found with a rape kit in the back of his car. Like, is that another step or is it still part of his fantasy? Right. Like I like to pretend sometimes that I am a pony. I have little pony ears. I put feathers on my head. I have little furry hooves that I can put on and run around. I'm a pony now. Don't talk to me. Just pet me and give me fucking treats. Right. Uh Um, am I, am I, am I committed to that? Yes. I bought the stuff. I have it. Um, so could one say, well, he bought the stuff. That's a commitment. Uh, right. That, and that was some of the stuff that carried the day. And the thing is that I do not believe that there is a hard and fast, excellent rule or answer for this. And this makes people crazy, especially Americans. They hate ambiguity and grayness. Uh-huh. They hate sitting in a liminal space where maybe both things are right. Maybe it is incredibly dangerous and maybe you still need to have the freedom to do it. Mm-hmm. 